Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. I hope that you will have, continue that exercise in consciousness, both of drawing the light through you, it will support your purpose and your sense of self, and also connecting to humanity, because we all need courage to go forward now. There is a second part of our meditation here, and that is called knowings. People from around the world every week send questions um, that they would like for us to converse with, for converse about, uh, so that it uplifts us all, everyone who's participating. And Allison will tell us the questions that have come today. Allison? The first question is from Town on the island of Tortola and the British Virgin Islands. Oh, Chris, my parents have been deceased for many years. Why do I still feel them passing judgment on me? Hmm. (laughs) They're not. (laughs) Once we leave our bodies, by the way, we enter into higher astral states that give us a, a holographic recognition of cause and effect, which is called karma, and the purpose of our lives and and all of that that uplifts us. And uh, so um, if you feel that they're still judging you, it's because some part of your emotional body is stuck there with the hurt that they uh, judged you. Now there is a cosmic law and a little giggle here that I would like to extend to you, and that is that spiritually we choose our parents. And they are the, the soul friends that we travel the most with because they are your, they've been your parents in this lifetime. You may have been their parent in another lifetime. Friends, teachers, enemies. We travel and change, and change roles again and again and again. So the question there is that it may be that on a spiritual level, you really felt that for your evolution, you, you somehow needed uh, someone to squeeze you down so that you wouldn't use your power, you wouldn't recognize yourself, that would hold you back. And usually that occurs because all of us misuse our power in other lifetimes. Uh, it might have been with those parents or it might have been with someone else, but they are your soul friends because they've come to do that for you. But believe me, through the laws of energy, you called it to you. And so now is time for you to release that. And I would say that the way to do that is to begin to 
look within yourself instead of waiting for someone else to define who you are, which is what we do as children. We are ingrained with that. We are what our parents or our teachers tell us we are. And begin to build a new sense of self for you. Uh, Never mind what they said was not good enough. Contemplate and meditate and ask your higher self, show me the qualities that I've brought into this world that I have. And you'll be amazed in in love, intelligence, uh, curiosity, uh, uh, healing, caring, and so many qualities that you may never have actually thought are yours. But once you hear that, once you begin to recognize that you're deepest inner voice, your higher self, is showing you this is what you brought into the world. You can begin begin now to enact them. And every day, instead of focusing, oh, my parents, you know, I'm still unworthy. Uh, They're still judging me. No, they're gone. Uh, Begin to enact that and, and, and become aware of that. Sometimes we we don't realize that if we smile at a person, that kindness could change their lives. It's the small things. But once you become aware that you can choose to be creative or to uh, recognize your creativity or your caring for others, uh, then you will begin to build that, that new sense of self. And the last thing that I would suggest to you is, just as we just did in meditation, Gather your two parents into your mind's eye and ask them what gift they need to give to you now so that you will know that they're no longer judging you. It might be a symbol or an object or a color that you perceive. Receive the gift from them. All you do is ask the question, what color, what gift would you like to give to me so that I will know that you are no longer judging me? They are loving you. And receive that gift, whatever it is, and make sure that you take it into your body and notice, does it come into your heart? Does it come into the back of your throat? Where does it come in your body? Feel that gift coming in from them and allow that to be something that begins to heal that and free you. So And free them. That's the most important thing. Because when they're able to give you a gift that says, we're not judging you, then it unlocks that karmic connection between you that's detrimental to you at this time in your life. You're no longer the child that needs to be belittled, even if on a spiritual level you ask for it. We can always say, I'm done with that, and go on. So go on and be the beautiful being that you for sure are. Allison? The second question is from New Mexico in the USA. New Mexico. Thank you for your spiritual guidance, Sky Eagle. Mm. I have an important question that concerns my people. What do you consider is the karma created for companies, individuals, that disturb sacred Native American burial grounds for construction? Mm. I love that you call me by my my name, because I was given that name by a very wonderful tribal elder, Sky Eagle. And I wish to to live that in every way. Yes, karma is simply a cosmic law 
cause and effect, action and reaction. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad or good. It's simply the law of motion. But when an individual or a company, and so often an individual consciousness hides behind the rationale that if they can disturb this site, even if they didn't know it was the site at first and didn't stop, um, that somehow that's okay because they're going to get gas or they're going to get something from the earth, which in itself is karmic. To suck from the earth uh, is not is not where we need to go. We have much higher intelligence to create energy or what we need, not by taking it from the earth. And disturbing a burial ground is uh, a, a, dis, a, a disturbing uh, replay of the incapacity to, uh, to know who you are. And so first of all, I would say to you, um, never mind their karma. What's important here is that you speak for your people as you are by speaking to me and all of us right now and say, we will not allow this. We, we will, we will uh, educate them. And of course, one of the ways spiritually that they could be educated is that they need to uh, come and, and, uh, and say they're sorry and stop what they're doing. Stop what they're doing. So the karma, we don't know what that karma would be because we don't know the history of all their incarnations. Uh, for some of them, they might experience very negative uh, reactions that happen to them because of doing this. Especially if somehow, and I know this is true, that all of us have been all races. And so if there is a connection in there, um, then the karma is really, really doubled. Uh, but for some, it might be something terrible. For a company, um, you may not see it in this lifetime, but I would hope that that your voices get strong enough that you can uh, cause a cessation of that disturbing. And the third thing I would say, again, because for me, it's never about what the other guys are doing. It's about how we're living our lives. And so I think it's very important for you and, and, and all of your clan to um, come and be in this place physically. That's one way to stop that. Uh, but to connect because you, you have the right and you have the capacity because you have the psychogenetics, you even have the blood um, of those who have passed. And to come to that place and and ask those spirits what frequency of light they need to be released so that you become the caretakers of, of earth because in their burial place they are marking a space of energy uh, to, to protect it, to hold it uh, within the story of, of their lives. But now it could be your turn and your people's turn to go there and release those spirits that are now disturbed um, because the earth has been disturbed. And so they need to go on into the light. And what happens when spirits are released, because I've released spirits from around the world, and it's, it's been a great honor to see what happens and why spirits are entrapped. These 
your relatives uh, have, have, this is a resting place, a place of peace, a place of connection between earth and sky. And uh, so when that's disturbed, they have psychically, they, they cannot be there. So what you can do now is to ask them what frequency of light they need to be released, to go home, to go home to their those that are waiting for them. And in releasing them, what we do at the Light Institute is that we imagine, as we did in our meditation before, drawing a beautiful beam of white light down into the solar plexus. And from the solar plexus, we imagine that we're creating a, an avenue of white light that's moving. And then we invite them to go on to that avenue of white light and go home to those who love them and their forefathers that are waiting for them in higher octaves. And in that way, you will bring about a rebalancing of that place. And that's really the most important thing. The others, those people, um, there is cause and effect. What it will be, we don't know, but it will be something. It, it may be that suddenly uh, they have consciousness and you might be able to educate them uh, that um, they don't want to do this. They don't want to do this because it, it isn't in balance. And that imbalance eventually will come home to them. I hope that you have heard my heart and that you will come to that place and heal it uh, through your bodies, through your consciousness now, and free your beloved relatives. The last question, Chris, is from Cologne, Panama. Panama. Why do people often become more understanding and loving after life-threatening situations? <laughs> well, that's an easy one. And I think that probably almost all of you that, that are listening to this could find this inside yourselves. First of all, when we are in a life-threatening situation, uh, we see ourselves, we see the purpose of our lives, we see the, the quality of our living in a completely different way. And so uh, what happens is that we, without even trying, and it's not a good thing or, you know, I, I'll be better now and go to heaven or something like that. It's simply that we see life, we experience life, we, we experience the sacredness of life, and that it isn't all the things that we thought were important before, but that it is, again, as my higher self says, the way you live your life. And so when people come out of a life-threatening, they are usually so grateful to be alive, and, and they experience themselves, they experience the world in, in a different way. You know, people use drugs and uh, to to kind of see beyond the third dimension and, and say, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Life-threatening things do kind of that same thing. And that suddenly we pay attention in a different way. Uh, we see the value of animals or plants. We see the beauty. Uh, we, we're, again, our gratefulness to be in body helps us to heal our bodies and helps us to be more compassionate and understanding to others. And uh, I would hope 
that in the future we don't have to come to a life-threatening situation in order to awaken in these, in these higher octaves. But rather, and I say this in all my books, but rather I feel that in the future we will not die through accidents or disease or age uh, because we don't need those experiences. We need to honor our bodies. Uh, we need to, to be grateful that we have this opportunity to give something which is the purity of our hearts and the beauty of our souls in this third dimension. And that comes from the cosmos through us. Great love to each and all of you.